Radio MD. RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Well, unless you've been living in a mosquito-ridden cave, you do not know, then you've heard about the Zika virus like every single day. I've done so many reports on it myself. But today, we have Joe Conlon. He's the technical advisor of the American Mosquito Control Association on with us. Okay, so let's just start. I mean, Joe, I could probably have you on for two hours and wouldn't be enough. So what's happening right now with the Zika virus? We've added so many countries. Well, it's it's traveling northward, and people are bringing it with them. And this is driving a lot of um, funding uh, requests and a lot of preparations for it to arrive in the north here. And by the north, I mean uh, uh, Florida and along the Atlantic coast, along the Caribbean coast. And um, we're getting prepared for it. And uh, when it does arrive here, and it will arrive here uh, due to people coming back from uh, vacations down south, uh, we're going to be prepared to, to meet that challenge. Okay, so, you know, some of us are more north even than you. Are the central states going to be affected if, by more than just people carrying it back from Florida, where y'all live, or from these southern areas in the Caribbean, Jamaica, wherever they go? Or can the mosquitoes, I mean, can they get here? In all likelihood, that's not going to happen. In the past, you've had mosquitoes that, that carry yellow fever, uh, as far north as Boston, but uh, we've gotten rid of those, and they're not likely to come back because there's a different species that moved it, moved them out. The um, uh, Asian tiger mosquito, which is a little bit more cold-hardy than Aedes aegypti, the one that's transmitting uh, Zika. So, if I was a betting man, I'd say no. It's not going. It, even if people come up there with the virus, it's not going to be allowed to uh, establish itself because. We're going to be looking for the uh, for Aedes aegypti around there, and we're probably not going to find it. You're not going to find Aedes aegypti in Chicago, generally. We're, so we're not going to see it here unless somebody brings it here, and then you have sex with them or something. Now we're right. finding it's 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 transmittable by sexual intercourse. Do we know and breast milk? Do we know anything else? Uh, not really. Uh, well, you can get it from organ transplants, blood transfusions, just like you can get a lot of other viruses. So. Uh, the medical community is keeping an eye on that. But by by and large, it's being transmitted by mosquitoes. That's the fastest and easiest way to get this disease. So a lot of people, and I'm thinking, Joe, the tourism industry, not only in Florida, because they've heard about it happening in Texas and Florida and places, but the Caribbean and all, has got to have been just decimated in the last couple of months or weeks or whatever. But some people say, I'm not scared because I'm not going to have any children or I'm older or I'm younger. But is there any risk if you're not of childbearing age? Is it just like the flu? What happens? Well, in in general, it can be just like the flu. But there is some association, although somewhat tenuous, with it uh, uh, with Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a can uh, cause some uh, flaccid paralysis and some uh, uh, paralysis over a period of time. Generally, it's not it's it's self-limiting. But as you said, it, in general, people who get this disease, uh, females and males, uh, it's very very mild uh, compared to chikungunya, dengue fever, West Nile virus, things of that nature. But it's prudent to be prepared for the worst. So how do you want people to prepare for the worst? I mean, mosquito.org is your website. How cool is that? And Jimmy Buffett even sings about the mosquitoes. So what do you want people to know about mosquitoes in general? And, I mean, they can carry a lot of nasty business. So how should, what should we do? Indeed. Um, what we should do is make sure that we don't provide places for them to breed. 
and it's really interesting and important in the case of the mosquitoes that transmit Zika virus because they breed in containers around the house. So you don't find them in streams or in puddles or in ponds or anything like that. They particularly like to breed in cups of water that uh, are out in the open that fill up with water. Um, if you've got any type of paint cans outside that will fill up with water, anything that can hold relatively clean water is fair game for these mosquitoes. And this particular type of mosquito, Aedes aegypti, likes clean water, and it's got a very limited flight range, you know, two to 300 yards maximum. And so it then tends to breed right next to people, and it prefers to feed on humans, not animals, humans. So when you get that together, when you've got the mosquitoes breeding right next to your house and they're liking to feed upon you, that's it. That's bad juju right there because um, it's easily spread, any diseases they've got. And I want people to remove those types of breeding habitats because you get rid of those, you get rid of the mosquitoes. In the if meantime, you were just to take those glasses of water and those things that are filling up and just dump them in the grass, does that do any good or no? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the mosquitoes are not going to breed in the grass when you dump it out. Oh, good. Uh, but they can breed in extremely small parts of water. I've seen them down in Suriname when I was down there a couple of years ago breeding in discarded soda bottle caps. So you've got to be very fastidious about that. Actually, wow. I'd like to, your, your people to do three things. I call them the three Ds. One, drain. Get rid of the water, okay? Number two, dress properly. And by meaning dress properly, I mean wear long sleeves, long pants, if at all possible, and make them loose-fitting so the mosquitoes don't bite through the clothing. There's actually clothing out there that has uh, permethrin insecticide impregnated in them, which is extremely effective against mosquitoes. Uh, as a matter of fact, the military use, utilizes these types of things in their camouflage uniforms when they go out into the desert and into the jungle. So you can use something like that. Dress in um, light-colored clothing. Aedes aegypti, the mosquito we're talking about here, seems to prefer dark, darker clothing. And number three, defend. And by defend, I mean utilize an EPA-registered repellent. And it's extremely important that the repellent is EPA-registered because that means that it has been shown to the EPA's satisfaction that it's safe to use, and number two, that it works for at least two, generally four hours of uh, relief from mosquitoes. If it doesn't have those things, uh, uh, that EPA registration on the registration uh, uh, ingredients, uh, you can't make sure that it's actually been tested and proven efficacious. Well, so now people hear about DEET, and you haven't mentioned it once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, DEET is still the gold standard by which all mosquito uh, repellents are, are judged. If your people, uh, if your consumers want to utilize DEET, and I highly recommend it because it's the best, utilize about a 25 to 35 percent concentration of it. Anything over that, and you'll get a little longer um, repellency, but you won't get any more repellency. If they don't like DEET for whatever reason, they should get picaridin, which is, uh, which is uh, um, very light feeling, doesn't smell. Um, it's, a, it's an excellent, excellent repellent. And it's marketed as a cutter uh, advanced sport. Get a 15% formulation of that. If they want something natural, oil of lemon eucalyptus at 40%. Utilize that. There's also another one, IR3535, and that's the actual name of the active ingredient. It's, a, it's an offshoot of an amino acid, beta-alanine, and it works quite well, too. And it's marketed as an Avon Skin So Soft Bug Guard. Not the the stuff you put in bath water, but it's bug guard. It's an actual yeah, they're repellent. bug guard. Boy, they've they've really done a, a marketing job on that too. But if you're saying it really works now, Joe, just tell us because we only have about a minute left here. 
Um, if somebody does get in a mosquito-ridden area and they get bit by mosquitoes, because it's not usually just one mosquito bite when you're like, oh, I just got bit by a mosquito, should they run off to the doctor and get tested for Zika? No, they're probably not going to test them for Zika at that point. Uh, they're probably going to wait until you, you start showing symptoms. Then they're going to test you for Zika. Because there aren't that many Zika testing kits out there. The federal government just sent uh, 900 of them to the state of Florida to use. And they're developing them rapidly, and they're going to uh, promulgate them rap- rapidly, but they're just not out there right now. But if you go to the doctor, if, you f- if you've been in an area that has Zika virus, you start feeling, you know, you start getting a rash, conjunctivitis, things of that nature, go to a doctor and make sure you tell them where you've been. At that point, they will probably uh, uh, test you for Zika virus. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been great information. And you can see more about Joe Conlin at Mosquito.org. Mosquito.org, technical advisor of the Mosquito, American Mosquito Control Association. Something we all really need to know. This is such great information. If you missed any of it, listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.